Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to this episode of Flats and Shanks. I am Tom Shanklin. He is David Flatman. You okay? Yep. You're fine. Yep. You're fine. I'm all right. It's you I'm worried about, fella. You're fine. I'm fine. How are you? All right. All right. It's Tuesday. Tuesday morning. It's Autumn Nation Series Week. Both got big games at the weekend. So yeah, it's fair to say I am pumped with a capital P. And I've just been to the gym. Which P which is capitaled in the word pumped? Both. Capitalised. Both. Is everything else capitalised as well? Nope. Nope. Okay. So it looks like PP. Okay. Yeah. How are you? Hey, hey, look, I'm fine, Tommy. I think um, <clears throat> I feel like last week it was pretty obvious that I was a bit tired. Was it a blur? Um, it like bit a bit of a blur. I'm, and I'm going to eject a, a bloody ton of energy don't what, sound it. into this pod. You don't um, sound it already. No, I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're not together, listeners. Where are you, Tommy? Where are you in the I'm world? Imagine you're in bed because I know what you've got. Setup wise, you've got a microphone, and I'm, I'm sort of guessing you've got like a headband around your head with a microphone stuck in there, so you don't have to move and hold it. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm leaning in bed, leaning on one side, but I know within five minutes my shoulder's going to kill, so I'll have to move again, and I get I have to go side to side basically. It's going to be a noisy one then. You can hear a lot of yeah skin yep. movement, skin cracking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, exactly it. Like, like Brillo pad action. Um no, uh I'm in um I've actually escaped to Devon for a few days. Oh the greatest. Just escape. as the just as the Autumn Nation series starts building up, I had a couple of days off and it's half term, so um I've actually chucked the kids in the motor last night. Mm-hmm. And it's just me and the two the two big girls and me, and we are down here for a couple of days. We're gonna wander about in the rain. Do you prep? Do my prep. Watch. I mean, I could do as much. 
I do as much prep as I want because the kids, if I say to the kids, you can look at your screens for seven hours, they would be silent for seven hours. Mm. So it's called parenting, Tom, as you know. What game have you got this weekend? Is it Argentina? Yep. Yep. England, Argentina. Mm. Um, yeah, but I've got the Women's World Cup semi-finals oh, yeah. um, early hours of Saturday morning and then straight down to <clears throat> Bristol from uh, London to do the uh, highlight show without Topsy. He's bunking off to do the highlight show. Who have you got? From Bristol. Mo Hunt's doing it with me. Okay. Um, lovely Mo. And then back straight back up the motorway to London from Bristol to do England, Argentina the next day. So what have good. you got? What have you got to drink? You're going to need some energy. Don't drink water. On this pod? No. For the next few days at the weekend. I've taken, um, well, I've brought some coffee down. B12? Got some B12? I don't know what that is. Do you know what I was thinking? I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I feel a bit peaky. So one thing the girls forgot to pack was apparently their toner, or as I call it, their Devon. They forgot their Devon toner, so we have to go to Boots and get some Devon toner. So I can get some, what what am I getting? Vitamin B12, slow-release energy. Right. Get some vitamin C down you as well. Like Barocca? Yeah. Is that what I need, a Barocca? Or just vitamin C? Yeah. Or just some oranges? Um, yeah. What else do you need? Maybe some cod liver oil for your joints? Is this all going to work by sort of Thursday? Yeah, be fine by Thursday. Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm all right, mate. Cover all, right, all mate. your body in Sudacrim. Stop it, My- <laughs> Stop it cracking. <laughs> Just vaz up like I'm going to preserve myself for 100 years. Like a hippo that's been in the sun for too long. I just got down there, woke up this morning, it's a bit chilly. And the kids are like, oh, it's a bit chilly. So I just put the heating on and realised I haven't put heating on in so long. Mm. I just put it on without thinking. Arrogant, mate. I'll turn it off again in a minute. Probably got like big coats on, haven't you? Like those coats you get out of the water. What are they called? Yeah. Red paddles. Yeah. Yes. The... Uh, they're the big robes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you know, dry robes. No, that's a different brand. You're not allowed to say that. No, they but they get you dry. The robes they do actually from Red Paddle get you dry. Got those. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, later on today. We're gonna go for a swim. We're gonna go to the beach, and we're gonna go for what? a swim. And we're gonna take a flask of hot chocolates with us, and we're gonna go make the kids love it. I said, "You got wetsuits down there, girls?" They're like, "No, don't wear a wetsuit." Quite wow. good answer. It's not a charity swim or anything, no? You're just doing it for fun. No, they love it, mate. They love getting in the cold water. Well, actually, September, October is when the water is at its warmest down here because the sun, it actually takes, over the summer, it takes the, the sea, basically, the water longer to respond to the summer heat. So actually, weirdly, the water is often warmer now than it is during the summer. Just cold when you get out, though. Uh, yeah, but you've got your big robes and mm. hotty chockies and heated seats in it. Mm. So it'd be fine. Are you going to get in? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Every time, mate. <clears throat> I like it. Mm. I like it. Um, a couple of years ago, we were doing it. Um, Rather like a new hot year. tub. Come on, <clears throat> yeah, probably. We're doing like a New Year thing, and we'll just. And I actually saw Owen Farrell coincidentally on the beach with his dog, and he's like, "What are you doing? What dog's he got? Just... Can I have a guess? Has he got a Rottweiler? No. Nope. Um, Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> no." Um, one more Doberman Vizsla 
think he was a Vistler, Hungarian Vistler. Um, lots of energy. And he's, I was standing there in my underpants. I said, well, I'm going to the sea, mate. You what? I said, yeah, mate. He was like, I had a hat, coat, mm. scarf on. I said, see you, pal. We're going in. Don't feel the cold, bloody me, legends. mate. Don't feel the cold. Look at me. Yeah, bloody dear. Insulated. Really, really feel it. Did you know that water changes your body temperature 25 times faster than air? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, of course I didn't. Yeah. All right. Um, Fact of the day. We'll give you another one next week. So you get cold real quick in water and you get hot real quick in water. No, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I'll go in. thing is, once you're out and you've done it, once you're out, you've done it, haven't you? Yeah. You're done. You, Without stating the you obvious, must feel a little bit it. refreshed. It's like having yeah, a cold shower or a plunge pool. <clears throat> yeah, and you haven't been the you haven't been the daddy that said no. You've been the daddy that said yes. Yeah. Is it a yes day? Is that what you have? Yeah, that's basically what the next few days are, yeah. Hmm. Um not sure how relaxing it's gonna be, actually. But we'll see. We'll see what no, here's my energy. There's the yawning energy, <laughs> that's what you wanted. <laughs> Contagious yawn. He's grafting it. You're grafting away in the office, are you, boy? Yeah, I've got a big one this week. We've got, um, I've got to go down to my mate Dave Allison's pub, Goulash, uh, we call him. Goulash. Goulash. Um, he's got the Royal Oak in Saundersfoot. And we're, it's a, so it's a charity morning for Macmillan Cancer and we're baking. A few of us are baking. There's a baking competition. Myself, uh, Josh Navidi, Kerry Sweeney. Um, Nick Kelly, you wouldn't have heard of him, but played for Celtic Warriors with Sweeney. Um, oh, well done. So you, you're going to do your cinnamon rolls? Maybe Simon Jones. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm. Cinnamon yeah. rolls? I'm doing some cinnamon buns. Yeah, I just Knew thought... Knew it. Well, it's a bit of a showstopper, isn't it, really? Yeah, see that? crowd pleaser, boy. You know, it's not like a Victoria yep. sponge, which most of the boys will do, or a chocolate cake. You know, this. Yeah. Being, you know, cooking pastry, that's a different level, mate. So, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Hopefully trying to win You're because gonna... it's a, it is a competition. Well, it's charity and it's a great thing, but you want to take these pricks apart, don't you? Yeah, and you Michelle apart, mate. Evans Feshi is one of the... She was on Great British Bake Off 2019. She's from West Wales. She will be judging. Right. So, And she is judgy. We all know that. Yeah, but... She is judgy as hell. If I do, if I do some of the icing with initials TS on it, she'll know it's mine, and I'll win. So easy. <laughs> <laughs> so that you're so you need to say you've got a big one. You've yeah. got a bake off. Yeah, got, Millen, got a bake off. Fund. You've got, you've got uh, hospitality for Wales, New Zealand this big weekend. Big time. Yeah, got that in the locker room. Uh, I've got a marquee up in. Who are your guests? Who are your funny? Who are the who are the guys that are charged with making everything funny? Um, Andrew Mertens, very good, well done. I'm hoping I've not seen him for a while, but I'm hoping he's got like his little bowl haircut he had when he was 21, 22. Saw him in July. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks like should be in the Waltons. Um, that's what I'm hoping that. Look he's got. <laughs> yes, yes. All deliverance. That's, that's better. Take your pick. That's better. Than, that's better. That's better than what I was going to say. Yeah. So, I hope he's. I hope he's styling that cut. Uh, we've got Justin Marshall, the champ. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's coming down. He, he could well be in snakeskin shoes, mate. Hope so. <coughs> hope so. With jeans oh, that are slightly flared at the bottom. 
Yeah. I know you know the back like, is worn away because they've been dragging on the floor too long. Yeah. Yeah. You know Mertz is moving to France, do you know that? Or has he already moved? He might have already moved. I'm sure. Or he's yeah. moving. Anyway, just get back to Justin Marshall. Those those jeans, so stonewashed jeans, and a black shirt, um, untucked with cufflinks on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wears and that. Highlighted hair. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a little chain. <clears throat> like he's done it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little... Um, yeah. What's the, What's like the ma- little Maori rock or something? Oh, like that a, hangs around your neck? Yeah. Sort of thing. A sh- yeah. Either a shark's tooth or the island of Tahiti. Shark's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've nailed it, mate. Oh, and he'll have like a scaled belt as well. Defo. Stinking of aftershave. Mm. Massively Fahrenheit everywhere. Fahrenheit up. I was about to say that was juked up. Yeah. A bit of kuros. And... I'm not sure who my Welsh guest is yet. I've had a couple of pullouts for various reasons. So, oh no, yeah. So I'll find someone. I'll find someone big. If not, I'll do it. I'll do it all. You probably do it. Um, so that's that's nice. I was in uh, I was in Jersey midweek, boy. Oh yeah, how did that go? It was fine, thanks. Um, <coughs> I um, picked up a cough. Did, picked up a cough. Yeah, I think I did. Um, I did a yeah interviewed a couple of lads, real good lads. Um, that was nice, and then great mates, um, great mates. makes for life. To, makes for life. Nope, just nice lads. And um, went to uh, met, I met Rob Weber for dinner. Mm. Um, old wasps bath sale hooker. He is the he's the what? I lost you. He's a the bit. big boss of what? Oh hello, yeah, of the rugby team. Oh, was he? I thought he did barbecues. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, if he had one, he'd steal it, wouldn't he? Mm. Rob. Yep. Um, yes, that was nice, boy. And then um, the morning, I stayed the night and then flew out, flew back to London Wednesday morning and uh, had breakfast with um, Matt Banahan's brother, Paul, who I've known for a very long time, Banner's senior. Mm. And uh, our friend, Kirsten, who lives over there, who years and years ago sponsored Bath Rugby and then know her from, know her from she lives over there with her husband and we had a little, nice little fry up by the sea. Anyway, what I was thinking was, oh my God, mate, Jersey, when the sun's out, the beach we were on, I, I never know what it's called. It was unbelievable, mate. It was, and I went to... I can imagine you getting like a jet ski water taxi over there from Devon. <laughs> <laughs> when I was no flew from Heathrow when I was um, how long's the flight sorry oh like half an hour okay it's really really short mm. um, but well after I'd finished interviewing the England guys I had an almost flat battery on my phone mm. and I didn't have I did I forgot my cable right so I needed something to eat so I went to Pizza Express along the way because I'd seen it while I was doing interviews <coughs> I was walking along there with Ben Youngs and he was answering me and I thought, I'm not listening to you, mate. I'm just thinking about going to Pizza Express in half an hour. So I went there to charge my phone primarily and eat. And I sat there and thought, oh my God, this is the there cannot be a Pizza Express with a better view than this. Honestly, mate, it is frigging beautiful over there. Anyone Amazing. come up to you and say, love the pod? Um, Let me not lie about this. No. Uh, I was just hoping someone would. Uh, no. Maybe we could go do a gig over there. Oh, we could do a gig over there whenever we want. I know people, mate. 
All right. Let's do it. Another King of Jersey. I don't think I've been to Jersey before. And I love, pizza, I love Pizza Express. So, sold it. Yeah, love Pizza Fiorentina Express. Fiorentina is one of my favourites <sighs> there. No. Uh, sometimes Polo at Astra. Or American Heart. I sort mm. of flitter between those three. I had a bruschetta with extra pesto for starter. And then I had a... Um, Did you have to ask for a, extra pesto? Yeah. I had a big... Then I had a big salad, actually. You're that you guy. going out for dinner. You're that guy. You're going out for dinner with Rob. Normal amount of pesto is not enough. You need extra. Yeah. Have a pepperoni pizza with extra pepperoni, please. Garlic bread with extra garlic. No, but I think... If I if I had to critique Pizza Express, I've got which the portions I will, wrong of pesto. Yeah. They don't quite do enough pesto. It doesn't cover your whole thing. I want it to cover the whole thing. Okay, it's quite strong, mind. But then so, so Mike Tyndall. So, so Mike Tyndall's. Yeah, exactly. Mike Tyndall's in the uh, in the jungle there. Oh, no amount of money would get me in there. Yes, it would. <laughs> Completely lie. Absolute horseshit. It's a massive yeah. lie. What would get you in there? And be honest. Um, I think just like. A week away from the family. 50 bags. 50 bags. A week away. A business class yeah. flight. That's fine. Um, yeah. You you would go in there for not very much, I reckon. Mm. Well, your not very much is a bit different to my not very much. No, it's not. No, it's not. I want to think about it because I'll get my hopes up. Let's leave it, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning because they were talking about it on TalkSport who's in there and there's a lot of people I've never heard of but apparently it's the richest one what does that mean? well the most amount of wealth from the people guests. in there are the richest yeah yeah totaled up that's unfair though because Boy George has earned his own money and Tins has married Zara yeah that is true um <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we'll take fifteen million out. <laughs> I thought because um, you sent some graphic round on WhatsApp, didn't you, from a newspaper with tins? And I thought I didn't think that was uh, people's wealth. I thought that was breakout. I thought that was what um, they got in the bank. They were going to earn after they came out or something. Oh, right. Future earnings. You thought it was, did you? Yes, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Tins is going to earn 15 million quid when he comes out. Good lad. Yeah. We'll hopefully we'll hopefully see a bit of that. Yeah. I got invited by the, earlier to a party at uh, Tins' barn. Yeah. Like a wine tasting party thing. And I was like, oh, what's the date for that? I literally got it through this morning. And it was like, 25th of November. I'm like, pretty sure it says at the bottom in brackets, Mike might be away. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's still coming along. Yeah. I, might, I might not go to Tins' house for a party if he's not there. Day after my birthday. Um, oh get, God, don't! Might get an invite now. <coughs> Never know. Cough's getting worse. Yeah, that's what international's done for me, isn't it? What you need? Get some echinacea. It's always good. It's like a herb, natural herb for cough and flu. If I do, or if I just like throw loads of things at myself today, am I not going to make myself like? Am I going to overcompensate and make myself ill? You'll rattle, is what you'll do. You walk yeah. along. Do you reckon Tins could win it? Yeah. Yeah. Only because he is just a normal bloke. And I think people will yeah. relate to that. He's just a normal yeah. bloke that's married exceptionally well. And he's not changed. But. Very well. He fell in love. 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, no, but yeah. some of those challenges, man, it's going to be tough. Like I hate snakes. I like I don't mind mm. rats as much. I don't really like them, but I hate anything like that. I also not too fussed about putting sort of foreign objects in my mouth. Like witch, I know that witch grubs and testicles. I know like, that. Oh, I just I just don't think I could do it. But I yeah, I mean the idea of the pressure's on you though, isn't it? Because you want to feed your your camp, so I think I probably have to do it, but it would just, it'd be like a, I'd be up and down. But like everyone would be tiptoeing around me saying, oh, what, what's he like this morning? Is he all right? Is he having a good day? Yeah, he's fine. Go have a chat with him. Do you know what your biggest problem would be is a few hundred calories a day of food. Mm. Like I remember Hass talking about it. And I remember um, years ago, our Michelle worked with someone who did like talent sourcing or something for, or spoke to someone from the jungle or something, not about obviously us knobs just about in general mm. and it's that we tend not to have large men because you're on hunt a few you're on a few hundred calories a day like some days it's 400 calories in a day wow and it's almost designed to string you out but it's like mate i can barely survive on three thousand. i can't survive on three thousand almost so it's about like a thousand this morning yeah exactly same here i went to the I gym for bread and a pot of jam i went to the gym and i ate five sausages after field and flour jesus Mm-hmm. and um, some oatmeal from Starbucks. And now I'm just sipping away on a grande latte with an extra shot, which right. so probably about 400 calories in. You've had you've had at least two days' worth of food already in the jungles. That, that would genuinely be a problem. What I would say is... Hear that? What are you doing? That's the tummy now. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. That's the sound it makes. It used to be like this. That was just an echo. <laughs> I I genuinely think there. I can't imagine a challenge that Tins couldn't do. I think I think he'll do every single thing he's voted into. He'll complete everything. Yeah. Prior to his nose operation, if his mouth was covered, he'd be knackered. He'd have to breathe out his ears. But yeah, because they climb in. Now his I was thinking this. Do you reckon he'd be more likely to win it if he'd left his nose where it was? Why? Oh, so he couldn't smell well, stuff. He just. Well, no, he just looks like a geography teacher now, but he used to normal. He looks, he looks like a normal person, mm. but he used to have something about him, you know, a bit of character to look at. Yeah, I know what you mean. Rough around the edges. Yeah, he's a nice. He's a tough. He's a tough bastard, but he's nice and he smiles a lot. But now but he's he working just, on his he's rig just a guy. right now, just making sure that when he does the waterfall showers in a some white bathers, that he's looking on point. Yeah. Yeah, he's always in good nick though, which is annoying. So would you be if you had a gym the size of Fitness First at your house? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't use it. And a I, golf I've simulator. Go I got yeah, true. I've got to go out to the gym. I can't do home gymming. Can't do it. Yeah, it's tough. Not into it. Have you finished uh, Gangs of London series two? Yeah, I gave up. Do you know what? I saw it through just so I could give an actual view on it at the end without people being able to say you finished. Just you haven't finished it. Disclaimer alert now, people forward the next sort of 30 seconds if you don't want to hear what happens but can you tell me what happens so I don't have to finish it please um no switched off a bit so you don't know what happens not really oh. no does Sean get London back with Kobe does he kill uh, Kobe I don't want to do a spoiler 
We'll just, I no. just told people to switch off. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Um, no, he, he doesn't. Okay. It is, it is genuine. Elliot, I really liked. He was good. Mm. Um, it is genuinely terrible. It is mm. terrible, terrible television. I've, I hate I hate saying stuff like that because you know what if someone says oh there's these two twats that never did anything slagging off your TV program and they listen and feel really bad about it but it's like the actors themselves aren't aren't the only issue not the only issue aren't really the issue it's just the whole thing is just so ridiculous but then we're watching it so it's working but it's so ridiculous I can't believe it can I tell you something that I stumbled across on Netflix. Can you tell me what you thought of Gangs of London, please? You gave up, so say what you thought as well, please. Yeah, didn't enjoy it. I actually, I, I found the first series okay. I I sort of enjoyed it. It was something I could watch. It wasn't, it wasn't like Blackbird where you can't wait for the next episode, where you have to finish it mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. I've just watch it when nothing else is on and, you know, I I didn't mind it. This one, I just, I can't commit to it. It's way too far-fetched. It's, it's meant to be... It's obviously not a true story, you know, so... And I just can't... But, but they're trying to make it like it is, like, it, you know, it's gangs in London, but I just can't believe anything like this would go on in London because they've no. tried to make it real, and I can't believe the amount of shooting that goes on and how... Mm. Nobody seems to mind. How nobody's been arrested, even though... And I, I hate it when they talk about the investors all the time. Keep mentioning the investors. Oh, the yeah. investors won't like it. The investors. Who gives a shit? Anyway, yeah. right. What I stumble across is the Human Playground. It's on Netflix, and it's narrated by Idris then? Elba. And it's from ritual war games to nomadic hunting tradition, tests of bravery, skill, strength. It's just how play has adapted over the years. Uh, how it once started off as like hunting now it's it's seen as a form of play you know so tribes going against each other with hitting each other with a stick like a real long stick like a sword um it's men on horseback going hunting with um golden eagles um it's you've seen the one in in holland where they get a big pole and they use that pole in the middle of a, of water and they climb up the pole and then jump over and try and get as far as they can. You seen that sport? No. So doesn't doesn't sound like something I'd be good at. <laughs> so basically there's a, a real long pole, like a pole vault, but it's like a solid pole, it doesn't bend. And they run, they jump onto the pole, they climb up as high as they can and then it fo- uh, falls forward over water and then they land in sand and it's about the distance you can get um, from that. But Originally, they were used from farmers to cross rivers um, you know, when they were farming without getting wet, basically. Yeah. And that's how the place evolved. It's actually really good. That's interesting. So have a look at it, yeah. Okay. It's What's like it called? The Human Playground. About half hour episodes, and okay. they feature three or four different things. And, you know, one would the be... The Human Playground. Yeah, one is like, a, you know, the extreme running in the Sahara Desert, you know, how why people are doing things like this, you know. Yeah. Um, I've started watching uh, after a few recommendations uh, basically I said what does everyone think of Ganza London and pretty much everyone was like don't do it uh, and a few people recommended We Own This City um, right. which is 
pretty good. I'm a couple of episodes in. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying Anyone that. Anyone famous? It's much, much better. In there. Uh, I don't, I'm not very good with names, Tommy, okay. but there is, there's a one, there's one you'd recognise. There's only okay. one. All right. Cool. One thing I've, one thing I noticed, by the way, not that it's, not that it's, um, to do with television is that Noah Heward, who played for Worcester before they uh, their struggles began, has signed uh, for Bristol, and he plays wing or fullback. And the headline is Bristol Bears on BBC's is Bristol Bears signed former Worcester Warriors back rower. So what has happened is some the person who writes the headlines has read the little synopsis of the column and says he and says he's uh, plays anywhere across the back three, yeah. and they don't know that the back three is different from the back row. Yeah, brilliant. I enjoy little bits like that. That'll be changed by this afternoon. Brilliant. But I enjoy little things like that. Yeah. You can't know everything, can you? If you we can't. had to do cricket headlines, we'd be knackered. Or, you know, football headlines, you'd occasionally get something wrong. Yeah, but... I like I like it, though. I like okay. little bits like that. You like picking out mistakes by people and highlighting them. Well yeah. Done. Shall we talk yeah. about the Autumn Nation series? Should we, or do you want to... Yeah, let's just... Do you want to oh, do by it? the way, yeah, let, let's do that. Can we have an Andrew Cotter break let's... first or not? Okay, one, two, three, break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Well done. Welcome back. We, um, just quickly, let's, let's do autumn. Let's do autumn. Let's not do, uh, too much Prem and URC, because, um, everyone already knows. Um, but an offer to buy uh, wasps has been accepted by administrators. They've still got to go through um, all the all the checks um, and all that stuff. Rugby, the IFU's requirements. There's an owner's test. There's a business plan with a, you Lie know, detector. it's got to have a, yeah, all that stuff. Waterboarding. Um, but it looks good. Um, it looks good. And we also read that, Steve Diamond was part of a group who put a plan forward to buy Worcester Warriors, but their bid has not not been chosen as the favourite one. The favoured bid has been, or offer has been chosen as the, the group that uh, Jim O'Toole, the former Irish and Worcester CEO, is involved with. So hopefully, hopefully there's hope. Mm. Cross fingers. That's that. Yep. Cross fingers. Yeah, massively. Um, did massively. You so watch, awesome. Did you watch any of the Scotland... Australia game. I've seen. I saw the last fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and I've got it 
here ready to watch when my kids Don't get bother. annoying so in about 15 minutes from now. Don't bother. Oh, really? Not the greatest game, no. I have read a few people saying it was quite poor. Yeah. The attack was poor. I thought Australia's attack was really bad. And when you see the Blair Kinghorn try, good try from Blair Kinghorn. Um, really good pace, great control. But watch the attack from Australia. Watch how disjointed it is. It's not flowing. No, The way they've taken the ball flat, it's, everything is deep. It's just so easy to read. It just looks appalling. And it deserved to be kicked ahead and scored a try from Scotland. I thought it was a shambles. Um, right. They managed to get themselves back into it, though. <coughs> Australia, at one stage, 20 minutes ago, they were nine points behind. I thought Scotland would be able to seal this game out and see this game out. But wasn't the B. James Slipper scored a try. It was actually a nice try. Mate of mine, Matthew Bennett, um, bought a pair of slippers, budgie, you know, bought a pair yeah, of slippers, yeah. Ted Baker ones, posh. He's like that. Loves wow. A, loves a label. Um, and they were something like 85 quid down to 15 quid because he's a size five because he's not very tall. And yeah. he went home, went to put a little bet on, saw Slipper as a try scorer, put him down as the first try scorer, had odds of 40 to one. Oh, brilliant. And that was it. Oh, brilliant. But he wasn't the first try scorer though. You know, it was Ollie oh. Smith. And then yeah. went, checked in on his account, realised he'd actually made a mistake and got him down as the last try scorer, so won 400 quid. No. Yep. Yep. So. Be honest, are you, be honest, are you happy for him or a bit gutted? No, I'm happy for him because he, he's had a bad, he's had a bit of bad luck recently. Mm. With, you know, just like losing top of his hair, basically. It's, it's going. Can you tell us what you think about Gregor Townsend's non-selection of Finn Russell, please. Mm. Well, it wouldn't have mattered this weekend anyway, Flats, because it was out of the international window, so you wouldn't have had access to him anyway. So this game wouldn't have made a difference. Um, yeah, okay. I think he's too talented to leave out. And it's easy to say, isn't it? Like You have to find a way, you have to manage him, but you're not the one doing it, are you? And he must be, <coughs> Gregor must be, must find him detrimental to the team otherwise he would have picked him it can't just be personal it must be the knock-on effect that he would have or he he thinks he has otherwise he'd be in like I don't know this is just my from an outside view of what I see but there's certainly an issue with the relationship massively because he's probably one of Scotland's most talented players they've had in a long long time and I think you need him there that's my view yeah don't know what yours is yep okay um I tell you who looked good at the start Ollie Smith I think it was his first start in Murrayfield scores a really nice try um and he's just it's one of those tries you think you're shouting give it give it and he steps and steps again and and scores a try, so does really well, but but looks sharp. But they've got loads of players to come back now. Um, Hastings will come back. Um, who else is coming back? Stuart Hogg, he'll be back in. Chris Harris will be back. So 
their squad will be strengthened. They got Fiji at the weekend, but their discipline was so bad towards the end. They're just giving stupid penalties away and they let Australia back in. And then there was a chance at the end with Kinghorn to kick the goal, to win it, and that would have won the game, I'm pretty sure, even though there's a couple of seconds left. I don't think you'd have to say the odds were against Australia to come back and, and win that after that. Mm. And it was a kick he should have got, I think. It's... It's it was gettable. I know all kicks are gettable, but yeah, your big your big players would have got that. But Kinghorn isn't necessarily a recognised kicker. You know, he he does kick for goal, but Buffelli mostly kicks for goal for Edinburgh, and I feel I feel sorry for him. Is what I do because it was a big moment, and he must be feeling really down because. That would have won in the game. Yeah, it's brutal. It is. It's brutal. Um, I just don't know how you don't pick Finn Russell. Full stop. That's the end of it, really. Yep. Okay. I think um, you know. I just, I, I've seen he, some he, of the highlights. Go on. He's the best. He's the best player in Scotland. Mm. I've a seen lot of the time. I've so. seen some of the highlights from Japan and New Zealand. Japan looked good. I know we know they're good because they've had some real good wins. Um, over the last sort of. Eight years, really, and they're, they're massively improved. New Zealand looked a little bit sloppy. Um, gave gave them some easy tries, really. I think one was a charge down. Um, the other was a kick that wasn't fielded. It was chipped ahead, and I'm not sure who was at 15. But you know where the ball's like dipping on you by your feet, and you're not sure whether to, to dive and catch it or to try and pick it up on the half bounce, end up knocking it on, and then um, Japan kick ahead and score. Uh, and all, obviously, the Brody Retallick, Red card, which was a red card. Seen it happen recently with Bundyaki against the Stormers. Um, yep. Sonatla takes, you know, it's the same position. You just, it's contact to the head and it has to be a red card for me. So that sort of killed the game a little bit. But they weren't that convincing, New Zealand, which. I'm not sure is a good thing with Wales playing them this weekend, personally, because I think <coughs> I often like it when teams warm up, like the warm up game before Wales. I'd, I'd like New Zealand it, for it to be easy for them. Do, do you know what I mean? You know, so they didn't have to work too hard. Yeah. Now they'd be slightly disappointed with their performance, and you always, I'm always wary of a reaction the following week. So yeah, I I actually think yeah. there's no there's not been a better chance of Wales to beat New Zealand than this in a long time. Dan Bigger's not playing. Liam Williams isn't playing. Um, not sure the fitness off Josh Adams, Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards. He's not fit. JPR's struggling. He's got a bit of a tight hammy. Is your dad fit? Um, yeah, he was on the rower yesterday actually. So, Get Gary Powell in. Powell yeah. can still do a job. He looks in good nick. Yeah. Selling vans over in Wales. I, I There's not a better time to play New Zealand, mate, for Wales. Gareth Anscombe, if he starts at 10, wouldn't have played for five weeks. He's not going to start, is he? Bit of a worry. He's not going to start. Who are you going to start? Reese Priestland at 10. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Gareth Anscombe at 15. We just... I, Five weeks, boy. Sticking him in at 10. 
against the ABs. The ABs don't look very good. Like, well, they don't look very good. Well, he played they against the ABs last year, great. and he didn't have much game time because he was back from injury, exactly, and he threw an intercept. And exactly, picked off four minutes by Bowden Barrett, who was on his hundredth cap. But he's played a lot more rugby since then. Yeah, but I, I think five and weeks he's good. putting them in. Mm. I personally, I would start Reese Priestland. Mm. That's what I would do. Ask him on the bench. Yeah, that's what I would do. Who at fifteen, Lee Halfpenny? But then he didn't play the last game. He pulled out for Scarlet, so there's they'd be sweating on Tom, his injury as well. Tom, mm. if you start Priestland, you don't need a goal kicking fifteen. Who give me some other options at fifteen? Um, Anscombe. Yeah, I don't mind that so much. That's it, really, unless they want to move yep. Lewis Reesamit onto fifteen. No. Mm. Imagine that. Imagine him dropping a couple of high balls, and it's like oh, he shouldn't be there. He should be on the wing, but then causing Josh terror. Adams has got a bad thumb. And we're not sure on his fitness either, and whether he's going to be playing. So you then, don't know what a bad thumb's like until you've broken your thumb. I'll so say that, everybody. the options are to move. George North into the centre to play with Nick Tompkins, who's who's going to start. Yes, please. But then if you move George North into the centre, you've got to play Lewis Rizamit and probably Rio Dyer, a new cap on the wing. Love it. So That's what New Zealand would do. We're not sure. But then George hasn't played centre. I think he's only played one game this year at centre out of seven. And when you're coming against one of the best attacking teams in the world... You've got to be comfortable defending at thirteen. I think attack-wise, it's a lot. It's easy for George to to attack at thirteen, but defensively, Dricko would tell you this. We, we give him a call now, ask him what it's like defending at thirteen. Like Chris Harris is a master at it, isn't he? Oh, mate! I know we're not talking prem. Watching Chris Harris again on um, Friday night against Exeter for Gloucester, he was absolutely superb. Yeah. All right, but if, if he was playing on the wing and then he had to come yep. in against the All Blacks yep. and defend at 13, it's a big difference. So yep. that is the worry. But I think the pack's all right, mate. The pack's strong. Um, I wonder who they're going to go with. I wonder if Justin Tipperick is actually going to start or not because Tommy Raffel... captain Raphael, boy, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not necessarily going to start the first game. We've said, I, I've read that. I know he's captain, but that means... Tommy Raphael won't start, who's been playing brilliantly. Um, Krista Shunza, I thought, might have started at six, and Falatau at eight. And then Will Rowlands, Adam Beard, probably Will Rowlands has been playing well. He's looked good. Um, yeah. Big unit. Good. Carries hard. Good defensively. Um, Can I tell you a bit of a middle class story? And then I've got to go front, front row first. Oh, God. All right. Go on. Then, it's going to lose the moment. It's going to lose the moment if you don't let me do it now. Go on. I was at a suit, having a suit fitting yesterday, and um, good. This guy said I did another rugby player actually, a rugby player. Yeah, do you know a guy called Will Rowlands? I said, yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah, I did his suit for his wedding. Such a nice guy. I said, yeah, yeah. And I said, I said he's more in proportion than me. He's not, he's very big, but he's at least he hasn't got you know he's not five foot three with a fifty inch chest. And he was like, no, his shoulders terrible. Terrible shoulders. I was like, what? Like, injured? No, no, just to look at. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> sure, they look all right. That's brilliant. Yeah. I would go with Ken Owens because yep. you still need some sort of leaders on the field, I think. Even if it's just 
for morale, just talkers. You know, you can have good players, but a lot of them might be quite quiet, and it's no good, is it? You know, you need vocal people on the field. Um, yeah. So the sheriff, Annie's. You know, you've got to win it with the anthems, really, and he's my number one. <laughs> you know that, I know it. And then probably, not sure. Thomas Francis on the tight, maybe Gareth Thomas on the loose. So that's my fifteen, boy. Yep, and New Zealand will be awesome. There's no doubt about that. I uh, think there is a doubt. Nope. Not they weren't sure. awesome last week or the, work, or the game before that or the no. game before that no but they seem to perform when they come to Cardiff I've not seen them underperform we thought maybe last year might be the one the Barrett's back in put 54 points on Wales last year which is the most they put against a Welsh team in Cardiff Have you, can you see I've done my prep for the weekend uh, yeah a little just bit, a bit. Um, are you uh, are the Barrett's back in they are oh I don't know the team's not been picked yet but they're back in the squad because they weren't there last week, were they, for Japan? Mm, not sure. Where's your prep, mate? Where's not your prep sure. now, Well, boy? the teams aren't out yet, are they? Oh, God, here we go. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. Mm. Interesting fella. Interesting. Um, and, uh, we, yeah, we don't need to josh around with all of them, but England and Argentina could be quite interesting. Um, Will be interesting. Will be quite I'm really looking forward to England-Japan, actually, which we won't talk about quite yet, but Japan plays some such blooming... They do. Lovely stuff. I'm really pleased they're good again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Coming towards a World Cup. I'm up for that. So Courtney Laws um, out. is out. Farrell's back in. Johnny May is back in the England squad, having apparently dislocated his elbow two weeks ago. Is he like Naholo? He's it's one of those ones, doctor. Tommy. Well, no, it's a bit like that. Alan Wynne-Jones before the Lions series dislocates his shoulder and yeah. then still plays. And as we said on this pod... He will not have dislocated it fully. He would have subluxed it, which means it just pops out and back in again. I'm, I'm guessing here, but a full dislocation and playing a couple of weeks later mm. does not happen on a shoulder. It just doesn't happen because you smash the place to bits. Um, so we all thought that. Um, and I wonder if Johnny May didn't fully, hopefully didn't fully dislocate his elbow. I had a, I had a sublux on my shoulder once and I also had a, oh, a similar thing on my elbow where, here no, just go. where it goes out and you're like, oh yeah. my God, it's out, it's out, it's out actually kind of back in it just hurts a bit um and you you potentially stretch and loosen tendons or ligament tendons or ligaments whatever it is around the joint that weren't meant to move there but ultimately they were taught enough to force it back in so mm. you can strap it and carry on that's what maybe maybe i'm not a doctor tom no it does sound right though. right yeah so i think it england's team will be interesting who who they make captain i think it'll be tom curry there's a lot of chat um well could Owen Farrell back in, the fact that he took the captaincy away from him, I think he might still, he could just give it back to Owen and that'd be fine. But if he doesn't, <clears throat> I think that, you know, you've got Tipperick, you've got Jamie Ritchie. I think, you know, um, you've got a lot of captains these days in the back row. And I think your point around them being near the breakdown and the ref is key. That's why I think if you're talking about England teams, we're talking about Gellis Genge or Tom Curry as captain with Courtney Laws away, I think the fact that Curry is back row and I also think the fact that Genji is a prop and therefore isn't, is less likely to play 80 minutes four times this autumn. Mm. Whereas Curry could conceivably yep. play four eighties. I think he's the obvious choice. And it's so much easier being a captain playing the forwards because 
even when the ref blows up for a knock on or you, you know you can have a little conversation with him a small conversation with him and you can relay that to your team you can't at 15 or in yeah. the backs so I think it is key yeah so I think Manu's fit yeah um be interesting to see I mean Henry Slade was only brought in because someone else got injured so I imagine he wouldn't start but he could have changed his mind can I tell um, you what other games I'm looking forward to this weekend yes please um Ireland South Africa yeah that's proper that's proper that's big that and also proper. France Australia I think France be rubbing their hands together looking at Australia last weekend yeah um so yeah yeah but Ireland South Africa that is on straight after Wales v New Zealand so we're going to watch that and then Sunday I will be watching you uh, do you know who you're commentating with I think I don't I think it's Paul, I think it's Paul Grayson oh, which would be lovely nice blimmin love Paul Grayson uh, it's Mark Durden Smith the comedian yeah brilliant. he doesn't stop does he nope brilliant <coughs> doesn't stop no, nope. he's he late on, to we, our we had a Zoom call, didn't we, mm. with a lot of the Amazon talent and mm. Sunset and Vine uh, producers, directors, yesterday, and Dillis just makes me laugh all the time. Yeah, he just the, the way he came on the call, his hair was everywhere, his shirt was undone, like it was like just finishing off pellets and glass, finishing yeah. off pellets and glass. <laughs> Sorry, Always, every time, mate, is every time he's mucking out the ponies or doing a peloton course or cleaning the pool. Do you know he's an obsessive exerciser? So he exercises every 365 days a year before breakfast. He exercises every single day. Doesn't he does do hill cardio. sprints. He does hills. Does hill sprints does and all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When will we see the benefits? Yeah, and he looks like a. He looks like a sock full of porridge. Looks like a pug. Yeah. Imagine oh. what he'd look like if he didn't. No, he shouldn't body shame. He shouldn't body no, shame. He's in great no, shape. Like, good on he's him. In great shape. He's healthy. And he's looking after himself, and that's the most important thing. Oh, and it helps when you've got a, a gym, a swimming pool, a golf course, something all in your garden. Yeah, it does. It does help. And an athletics track. Um, yeah, Ireland and South Africa, that probably is the one. I'm, I'm most keen to watch uh, Wales, New Zealand, just because of you and all that sort of stuff. But you won't watch it, though. I, I won't watch it on Saturday, nope. no. I'll watch it all. I'll watch it. What I'm going to do is watch, um, because I'm working through the night on the women's stuff and I can't stay awake all day or I'll be ruined because I've got to do the highlight show that day as well. I yeah. can't, I need to sleep. So I'm actually going to watch one game on the way to Twickenham um, and I'll watch one game on the way home. When will the Women's Rugby World Cup end? Is it a couple of weeks? <laughs> when will it end? Three weeks. Sem Three. Well, no, two weeks. Semi-finals this weekend and then final next weekend. Okay. Are you looking forward to that? getting your life back? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. As much as you've enjoyed it, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to, yeah, not doing these shifts through the night. Um, it's been quite. It's quite fun when you're all in there together, but then you all separate and go home, and you realise you're zombies, and your family don't want you to be zombies. Did you see what Wales did uh, during the hacker against New Zealand in the quarters? What did they do? They walk forward or something? Formed a V. Oh, did they? Right then, I knew the game was lost. <laughs> I just, I just am not into. 
I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the general form is. I just think stand there, watch it, enjoy well, it. Well, you say Stop that overcomplicating flats, it. But didn't England rugby men's do that against New Zealand? Yeah, but do you think that's why they won? Well, they did win. Yeah, but so you relate it to that. I just come on. Every time Wales have played New Zealand and the stuff everybody's done doesn't work. You're right. Just. Just watch it. I'd rather them just stand there, watch it, maybe pull out a pair of sunglasses from their socks and put it on. Or go behind someone's ear and pull out a ping pong ball or a 50p. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> Do some magic. I I just um, I just I, think watch it and get on with it. If, you, if you're spending more than 15 seconds during the week thinking about what you're going to do while they do the hacker, I think you're wasting valuable time. I would. What I would do is, if it was, if I was playing at the weekend, I would stand in the middle of uh, the line and whoever was next to me, I would just hold their hand just so when they're doing the hacker, they see the team lining up and I see two people in the middle holding hand <laughs> and I might just put them off slightly. <laughs> Why don't they kiss? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. You'd have to do something like that because it would put them off. Like if I was doing a hacker, I saw two people in front of me holding hands and maybe kissing. French kissing. <laughs> I think just um, do, uh, just like Ben Youngs can just lie across the front and some of the lads can just hold him. Yeah, like exactly. Just everyone with a straight face. Exactly. Or you just... <clears throat> You just lift, start pulling your top up a little bit so you can see a little bit of belly. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Yeah. What's this? Be Sunday hard roast. For me at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm struggling a bit at the moment. Yeah. I've been. I don't know if I mentioned I've been busy, but um, I. That's one thing that goes to the side is my training when I'm um, my diet. I don't take care of myself very well when I'm busy. I just crack on. Get the vitamins down, you. All right. I need to get the vitamins down. I get down boots in a minute. Uh, get down the butchers and buy myself some guts. Exactly. Like you always say, Tomboy. That'll do us. Um, hey, well done. Well, well done, fella. Look, good luck to everyone this weekend, uh, but mainly the haters, okay? Goodbye, everybody. Tommy, would it be... Um, do you know what I'm going to do now? It's 9.47 Tuesday morning where we are, guys. I had a couple of slices of toast earlier, as I mentioned, but the kids were late up, um, which is good. And do you know what we're going to have for breakfast? Um, French toast. Wrong. Um... Wrong. Special K? Wrong. Uh, Kellogg's Start? Wrong. It's, oh, I wish. Chris Hoy. Um, it's Daddy's. This is Daddy's mini break, so we're having steak and eggs for breakfast. We're having meat matters, ribeyes, and some uh, free-range eggs. A lot of protein in that. Sam Alberton would love it. Well done. Yep. Nice yep. one. Right. All right. Again, good luck, everyone. Goodbye for the second time. Bye. Cheers and ta Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.